0: Patrick's Kilkenny and Commuter Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM for Top Class Sport.
1: OK, a very good evening. You're very welcome to Sunday Evening Talk Sport. We're here until 7 o'clock. Looking back at uh, success all the way for Kilkenny clubs in Leinster. A few of them by a serious margin. <laughs> we'll also be looking at the Under-21 Championship. Uh, great games in that as well. And, of course, local soccer. I was just counting up in the men's soccer area. There were 54 goals in the local games this weekend the likes of 9-3 and 8-2 and all that sort of thing was not uncommon and we'll be talking to uh, Jim Cashin about that and we'll talk to Bear Scott about the racing down Royal yesterday so we have plenty to come on the programme I suppose uh, Pride of Place should go to O'Loughlin Gales as they've uh, Advanced in the Leicester Senior Club Championship and uh, the, not without a bit of trouble. Nicky Brennan you're barely in.
2: Yeah, just in the door patch, yeah, getting out of Carlow wasn't that easy I was say, but we just got in and we have everything in the can for you there now, so uh, just to give the report, yeah, no, you're spot on, it was far from an easy game for O'Loughlin Gales well it did look easy enough in the first half but they were never quite motoring throughout the game today and you'll hear from Brian Hogan afterwards, he was a bit subdued, now having said that, having won their first county final in ages and to just get out and get, get game time and just get going again naturally they celebrated after the county final, absolutely right to do that and, uh, but they were a little bit sluggish today a little bit unsure in defence, some of the ball handling was a bit iffy, but they did get a point after a minute and a half through Mark Berrigan who was set up by, without doubt the man at the match today, Conor Heary uh, Chris Nolan was very good on the freeze for Mount Leinster Rangers, but the game took a turn in the fifth minute when Owen Wall, he saw a bit of space then it was cut off again, then it opened up again he went straight in and buried the ball in the back of the net, 1-1 to a point so it was, uh, Mark Berrigan was very good on freeze and he was busy around the field it it must be said as was Jack Nolan who landed uh, two great points in the first half and even Mikey Butler after he was set up by Owen Wall he hit a point in the 12th minute to make it 1-5 to 2 points but O'Loughlin got a let off on 15 minutes when Mount Lensler Rangers attacked and three different chances they got the first was a body block by Stephen Murphy then um, uh, uh, who was it It was uh, David Fowarty and then it was uh, Paddy Deegan (coughs) <coughs> and eventually the ball bounced off a, a Mount Rangers player and went wide now that was a bit of a let off but uh, Jack Nolan came back and got another point to make it 1-6 2-3 uh, points but it was very much uh, a case of Lachlan's on top Mount Stenster Rangers were hitting a lot of wides it must be said and they were to clearly rule them because they must have impacted them a bit Lachlan's led with a late point from Mark Berrigan in injury time one ten 10 to 4 points at half time after Chris Nolan had put a point over the bar to make it to get their 4 point to the game now Paul O'Brien the Mount Leinster Rangers just kept these players in for quite a time and uh, in, in um, at half time in fact the Lachlan's players had to get a couple of balls in to get a bit of movement but it clearly worked because Chris Nolan landed a point after 1 minute and in the third quarter Lachlan's were very much on the were very much on the back foot as uh, Mount Leinster Rangers Jack Nolan uh, did get another point uh, but really between Chris Nolan and John Nolan Chris Nolan again and uh, they 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 brought it back to six points, and the Louth lads were under a bit of, under a bit of bother. But um, Luke Hogan, they brought on uh, Luke Hogan, and uh, he uh, he certainly uh, made uh, made a big difference. Uh, Mark Berrigan and Owen Wall continue to be impressive, but Chris Nolan with a, with a brace of frees and then one from play, he brought it back to one, 12, two, 11 points, and it was really anybody's game at that stage. And it uh, uh, p- points were swapped by Mark Berrigan a free and John Nolan for the Mount Mountlinson Rangers lads, and then I suppose came the the, the game where the game completely turned on uh, the Mount Lenters Rangers lads on 23 minutes a ball went in on the, uh, just on the side and Luke Hogan uh, really took off after the ball now probably the, the defender had a better chance of getting it at least at the start but Hogan put in a great sprint tapped the ball away from the defender got it and put it into the back of the net and there was no way back for the Mount Lenters Rangers lads at that stage there was one unusual incident in the match I think uh, I'm not saying it had a bearing on the game but Dermot Bourne the Mount Lancer Rangers fullback, did not start he was replaced by Tony Lawler at the start of the game. Then, during the second half, the Mount Lancer Rangers mentors brought on Dermot Burden for Tony Lawler and he went on and the game actually continued but linesman Sean Stack brought it to the notice of the referee Eamon Furlong that he hadn't actually handed in a slip of paper. So what happened? Dermot Burden got a yellow card. He was told he had to squid off and uh, Tony Lawler went back on again uh, and then subsequently uh, David Burden did go on officially then and what happened then? Keanu he Healy he was racing through one time and he gave him a bit of a slap so he got a second yellow card and that meant he was off the field so Mount Lancelot Rangers only had 14 players technically the referee and linesman were right but it was, um, it, was, it was very harsh so in the end O'Loughlin Gale's um you know, they did. They got late points from uh, Conor Heary, Mark Bergen, and Luke Hogan. Nine points was a flattering margin to win at the end, to be quite honest about it. But they'll be delighted to have got over this game, and they're going to have a hell of a tougher match the next day against Kilcormick who were in fine form today, demolished the uh, Wexford champions, Naveena.
1: OK, thanks, Nicky. And uh, Nicky spoke to Brian Hogan and Conor Heary after the game.
0: ...evening Talk Sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Uh, congrats, Brian.
2: Brian, a, a, a tough match there for a long time. You come good in the end all right, but strong first half, and uh, you built up a, a bit of a commanding lead, and that was a big help because they came good in the third quarter.
3: Yeah, they did. They did. Um, I suppose we knew, you know, there was quality side. Um, you know, we, we got a good start. Um, we, you know, we were sloppy at times in the first half, I felt. We overdid it. Um but still, the same that week we we got a good lead going in at half time, and we were happy. You know that we were happy with that. So you know, for the third quarter, you know we we lost our way, and and look, credit has to go to Mount Leinster as well in terms of how they applied themselves, and and but you know we I, I just felt we probably. You know, lost our way a little bit. Um. Now, to refer to the boys, they, you know, we caught a couple of big scores that settled things in the, in the fourth quarter. That you know helped us get over the line.
4: Yeah,
2: but goals were key. And again, you were looked like far more likely to get the goals than your opponents.
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. This time of year, goals are massive. You know, well, I suppose any time of year, but you know, scores were. You know, we got 18 scores today, uh, to 16. Um. You know, we were you'd be looking to try and get a bit higher, but I mean credit to Mount Leinster, you know, they didn't give us anything easy. But the goals were big, it were huge. You know, Owen's goal in the first half was a great goal to so just settle us into it and get us like, a good start. And then and obviously uh, I think it was Luke got the the second one, you know, when he came on. I mean he made a, a great impact when he came on and he's you know, he's a great addition to the squad.
2: No doubt about it, and he'll be looking for a place the next day against uh Kilkarma But look, nevertheless, uh, coming out of Kilkenny in your first match in a in a good number of years, you'll be still very happy. I know you're a little bit subdued and I Understand that, but this was no easy task against a team that have a lot of a good track record in Leinster
3: I, uh, I, I, said today, I say, I probably sound a bit subdued. I suppose I'm just, I'm just trying to. Uh, evaluate the match and get my thoughts together. Really, as much as anything, you know, it was, uh, it was a funny kind of match in some ways. That I thought we'd played some really nice hurling at times, and we were very sloppy at times as well. But no, look, absolutely, Nicky, we're, we're, uh, we're delighted with the win. Like Jesus, you know, beating Manchester Rangers, sunny day of the week is a good is a good result and uh, a quality opposition. So we're, we're delighted, and it gives an opportunity now. We have another two weeks to look forward to the next opposition. Well done, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Nicky.
2: Uh, congratulations, uh, Connor. An outstanding game. I
4: think one of the best games I ever saw you playing for a locking Gales, and uh, you were full of running. But you needed to be today, you had a stiff test there. Ah geez, yeah, they were very good. Um, I suppose we had a we had a good first half there, and, and we knew half time that we were going to have a really tough second half to try and finish it out. And to be fair, they gave it they gave it to us for the first fifteen or eighteen minutes in that second half, and you know f- only for the subs coming on and driving us on once again, and um, we, we we made it over the line eventually, thank yeah, God. Absolutely, because they
2: they were popping over a few pints, and had they got a goal in that first quarter of the second half, you know, could have put your uh, put your up again it.
4: Ah, absolutely, yeah. But look, to be fair, our backs are just, they were solid out all year, and once again, they re- they really pulled us back into the game when we needed them. But uh, yeah, no, they really had the momentum there for 15 minutes and they really are a good side yeah
2: I thought the way you were covering back yourself in the first half was that tactically the what you were asked to do to help out in the half back midfield and, and recover the ball and get it up fast.
4: Yeah, I think even all year that's kind of what we're at because it kind of works both ways. We kind of like to leave the space inside for you know how fast our full forward line is. So you know myself on a Shane Mark Bourg, and we're always trying to just work back and help the half back line out and then you know let it into the speed in the full forward line. Yeah, so we've yeah, kind of we been. Doing could that
2: see all that all the time. And him, you got the ball.
4: You're looking over to Owen Walls Corner and he was running immediately. You got the ball. Yeah, I, I look. He's he's a class player and he's probably one of the fastest players in the country, never mind the county. So yeah, we train new as much as we can
2: brilliant point you got over from the sideline there near the end it capped off what I thought was an outstanding performance
4: Ah yeah, luck, just lucky to get it I suppose at the end. Um but yeah, no, it was a great it was a great team effort all around, yeah. yeah. Cornwallie, there'll be a stiffer
2: test because they are a big physical strong team and they've just recently played the county final. So that'll be a much stiffer test in two, two
4: weeks. weeks. Yeah, we kinda got the first half on the bus on the way up there and yeah, they're are they are they're physically very big, so yeah, we're gonna have to put a big week and a half or two weeks of training in now to get ready for them, yeah. yeah. Well done, Connor. Thanks very much. Cheers. Connor.
1: Okay, well I suppose the main thing is they negotiated the first hurdle. Thomas Town headed off down to Enniscorthy and came away with the win against Clubone. And uh, we
0: have a report coming up from Paddy Kelly. Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM.
5: Tom Stone and Claban went in the quarter-final of the Leinster Intermediate Hurling Championship in Belfield, Enniscarty Wexford and ran out convincing winners on a scoreline of 3.20 to CLABORN one twelve. This was the score supplied by the referee Adam Kinahan as there were issues with the scoreboard in the closing stages of the game. Thomas Thomastown started brightly when John Donnelly scored from play in the first minute to give them the lead in which they never relinquished throughout the match. Clavon scored a fine point from play by Connell Flood in the second minute. Thomastown got a tighter grip on the game when in the fourth minute Robbie Donnelly sent in a high direct ball in which forward Thomas O'Hanran plucked from the sky and sidestepped the Clobon defender and drove into the back of the net and set Thomastown on their way. Score 1-1 to one point Clavon after four minutes. Thomastown went on a scoring spree in the next eight minutes. Scores from Robbie Donnelly. 6 minute the coolness of Luke and scores in the 7th and 10 minute with a pivotal John Donnelly points scheduled, sandwiched in between in the 8th minute Clavon tried vainly to respond but their only reward in this period was a free by full forward Harry Keogh Robbie Donnelly proved to be a chief contributor of scores with frees in the 13th and 14th minute Clavon's Connell Flood scored a fine individual effort in the 15th minute score seven to 3 points Thomastown forward union you know, kept the applying the pressure, with scores from play by Robbie Donnelly 15th minute, Luke Cunnehan 16th minute, John Donnelly 17th minute, and Robbie Donnelly in 24th minute, all from playing. Clavon had a Harry Keogh free and a Paddy Whitty point from play to try and keep in touch. The second goal for Thomastown came in the 23rd minute when the ground strike beat a Claiborne defender, and that man again, Robbie Donnelly picked and ran at the Clavon defence and struck a rasping shot which might have got the merest of deflections and ended up in the back of the net Score 2-11 to Clavon, 5 points Both teams traded 3 points each in the closing stages of the first half, Thomas Town's Robbie Donnelly, two frees, and a fine effort by Peter McDonnell, while Clavon Enidale, with two from play and a Harry Kyo free, saw out the first half on a scoreline of Thomas Town, 2.14 to Clavon, eight points. Thomas Town's movement and support play and efficient use of the ball paid dividends on the scoreboard. While Clavon tried to keep into Thomas Town, their free taken and wide count cost them and could have put a few more scores on the board coming up to halftime. The second half started brightly for Thomastown with points from Luke Connellan in the 31st minute and a Peter McDonnell th- point from play in the 33rd minute. Score Thomastown 2 Clavon 8 points. Clavon missed frees and kept changing their free-takers but was to no avail. They did get a score when Barry Carton scored the same in which TJ Reid would have given a nod of approval in the 36th minute. Clavon tried twice to get back into the game with two 21-yard frees taken by Harry Hew and, and goalkeeper Sean Keesing. But the Thomastown defence stood up and dealt with them admirably. the game got scrappy and scores were came at a trickle over the next 10 minutes. Thomas Town used the bench to great effect with Dylan Waugh, lively Rory Connellan, Alex Cash, and Nice Nish- Dempsey all playing their part in seeing Thomas Town progressing. Claborn got scores through goalie Sean Keating, Harry Keough, Conal Flood, all from freeze, and with Thomas Town and Stephen Donnelly freezed by two, and a John Donnelly with Two from play in this period. The third goal came in the 58 minute when Stephen Donney, taking a true ball and dispatching into the back of the Clavon net, scored 3.19 to Clavon, 12 points. Stephen also added another point for play shortly afterwards. Thomastown were down to 14 men towards the end of, of the match as the Lionsman brought to the attention of referee Adam Kinahan, who brandished a red card. Clavon added some loss to the score when Enna scored a goal in the dying embers of the game to leave the score at full time. Thomastown, 3.20 to Clavon, 12 Thomas Town had many profine, f- fine performances on the day. Robbie, John, and Stephen Donnelly, with Luke Cannellan and Thomas O'Hannon also shining. Peter Macdonald and John Joe Farrell being the effective link between defence and attack. Great credit must also be given to the defence of Thomas Town, who held Clavon at arm's length throughout the match. Thomas Town were impressive in the first half, competent in the second half. The management will be pleased. But now there is more challenging ties ahead in their quest for Leinster Intermediate Club honours. The next match will be in Kildock, Will be against Kildare. at made in Navan on November the twenty fifth in Park Talton. This is Paddy Kelly for Community Radio, Kilkenny City, eighty eight point seven FM. I have Noel Doherty, uh, manager of the Thomastown team. Uh, you must be quite happy with that. Uh, a good display overall. Uh, three twenty to one twelve. Any day that you get scored three twenty, you must be very happy, Noel
6: yeah very happy look we came down here to do a job As was uh, you know it's the quarter final we came down here to win the game and we won it yeah uh, very happy with the performance then um, you know I thought particularly in the first half I thought we moved the ball very well um, I thought we were in control I thought we got some super scores um, yeah went a bit ragged in the second half we went in 12 points up it's going to be hard to keep that level of intensity up um, after I suppose to be fair to the lads you know the celebrating after the counter final, so yeah look give us an opportunity to bring in a few lads to kind of freshen it up a bit um, but yeah yeah look not overly happy with the second half plenty to work on big challenge ahead of us now um,
5: yeah. Well, I was just looking at the second half there you know you started brightly enough there uh, the scores came there from Luke Connell and, and uh, midfielder Peter McDonald, he chipped in with a couple of points and it's nice to see a midfielder actually getting a few scores there you know uh, especially when their forwards might be tied up or anything like that but uh, just in, the, in relation to the second half uh, I know it's hard to keep the concentration levels and, and all like that but uh, you responded when you needed a response and that's the most important thing
6: Yeah they did they did look to be fair they did um, and, and, and it is I thought we had a good spread of scores today uh, we're not reliant on anyone in particular for the scores um, which could be seen you know from the semi-final in Kilkenny to the final to, to, the, to today you know and uh, and it's about the team you know I mean and the boys are, you know they're the first to say it you know what I mean if, if Thomas don't win we win yeah. together if we lose you know we're, yeah. we're gone we're lose together so like Thomas O'Hanron uh, took her there he scored he was a goal in the first half he right. scored what but, but you know he contributed to, to about 1-6 in the scoreboard you know so you know, that's the kind of thing we're looking for um...
5: Yeah, so look, yeah, look, yeah, yeah, happy, yeah. happy. With yeah, your the score. passing yeah. in the forwards in the first half was uh, was a joy to watch you now. In fairness, the running off the shoulders, support play, as you say, other players bringing in other players to, to give them the opportunity to score. But you also must uh, credit your defence because in the second half there, uh, Clobon came actually a good bit, uh, Clabon, I beg a came actually a good bit, and they had two 21-yard frees and your defence admirably uh, coped with them and they had no problems in, in repelling the attacks and keeping the score to a minimum. You didn't give them very much goal chances, possibly with the... the last goal there in just a deep into injury time was probably put a gloss on the cake for for Clubon but overall defensively you must be quite happy as well
6: yeah for sure I think as a defensive unit um, and the guys will be disappointed with that last goal I could see them even coming off the field they won't be happy with that at all uh, Jay Bork on the full back lane um, you know, I, I know he'll be rallying the boys again now. To you know, they're as a unit, they are really good units. They're a very disciplined units. Uh, they're very composed. They're after. They're, they're, they're. You know, they're cool under pressure. They work the ball out well, and they give in quality ball to our forwards. And that's where your attack is set up. We did get some super scores, super play. Um, you know. Um, I Thought John Danley in particular. I thought in the second half. I thought his work rate. I thought his ability to to see that pass. Um, you know, was exceptional. Yeah. You know, and and, and we've lads on the field as well. You know, yeah. we had young young Rory Connell in on today and picked out two great passes uh, great. into Stephen Danley. Um, yeah, we were, um, and, and got the goal over there. So um, yeah, look, look, they're a good, they're a good bunch of lads, and, and we, we encourage creativity with the group as well. So you know, and, yeah. and they're, they're, they are they are that they, they, they are. can be creative.
0: Well, you've Jadwick's Kilkenny on Community Radio Kilkenny City eighty-eight point seven FM for top class sport.
1: Thomas Town winning there uh, quite handsomely, and uh, that was a three twenty to one twelve win. Well to her, their win was what do they call it facile over Cole Chenahoe.
2: AIB Leinster Junior Club Hurling Championship, tuller ross 525, Cole Shanahoe 1-1. That scoreline does not lie as the Kilkenny Junior Champions, tuller Berkin cruised into the semi-final of the AIB Leinster Junior Club Hurling Championship after their demolition of Leash Intermediate Champions, Cole Shanahoe and Port Leash, yesterday afternoon. Cole Shanahoe won the Leash title after a replay against Trummer recently. Their top player, James Keyes, a member of the Leash senior hurling panel, is currently working in New York, and his club flew him home for both of those concluding games in the Leash Intermediate Championship. However, the club opted not to fly Keyes home for yesterday's game, clearly believing that this was one hurdle that they would struggle to overcome. They were missing a couple of more players also, for various reasons, but in truth, even with a full squad, there would have been no match for Toleross-Berkin. Still, one expected a better challenge from the Lee side, but their skill level was nowhere near that of their opponents. On numerous occasions, Cole Shanahoe players failed to handle the ball, even when they were under no pressure. Tulhor were forced to line out without the injured Marty Murphy, and while Walter Walsh was also a little under the weather, he started, and his presence alone was an inspiration to his fellow players. Four early points without a play for the winners from Larn Murphy, Walter Walsh, Keane O'Donoghue, 65 and Jason Sheely laid out a clear marker that the South Kilkenny Club meant business. The home side got their first score, a point, on eight minutes from full forward Nathan Dunne, but remarkably they would not score again until six minutes from the end of the game. The winners scored the first of their five goals in 20 minutes through Conor Hennessy, who was set up by Walter Walsh. Their second goal arrived just before half-time, when Walter Walsh tapped the slitter over the advancing Cole Shanahoe goalie Brian McDermott. Keane O'Donoghue closed the first half scoring with a point to see his team leading 2-12 to 1-point at half-time. It got no better for the home side in the second half. Two further tuller goals in the third and fifth minutes from Coleman O'Sullivan and Conor Hennessy made for difficult viewing for the Cole Shanahoe supporters in the good attendance. Walter Walsh grabbed a fifth goal 20 minutes into the second half when he slipped in behind the home side's defence. The Shanahoe support finally got to celebrate a score when corner forward Josh Hickey tapped the ball into the torrehorst Berken net with six minutes remaining. But by that stage, the Kilkenny champions were well on their way to a Leinster semi-final where they would meet Cranford Ford from Wexford at a Wexford venue on next Saturday week. The Wexford champions had a huge 7.25 to 5 points victory yesterday over Kildavin Gall from Carlow. On the basis of both results yesterday, we should have a very competitive game between the Kilkenny and Wexford champions in two weeks. Despite scoring an impressive 5.25 yesterday, and in truth, a number of those points could have been goals, Tuller hit 17 wides, and it is a matter they will no doubt address before the semi-final. The one bit of disappointing news coming out of Lease yesterday was a hamstring injury to ace corner forward Danny Glennon in the first half, which forced him to retire ross Berkin will be on under 21 jersey next weekend, and Lennon must be a likely absentee, and they may also be without Marty Murphy, who did not start yesterday's game. It is a busy period for the South Kilkenny club, but they head into the I.B. Leinster Junior Club Hurling Championship semi-final in two weeks in top form. Final score from Portlaoise: ross Berkin 5-25, Shanahoe 1-1. Michael Dyle, Michael, that was very easy. I thought you'd win this match with a bit to spare, but the opposition was was very weak there.
7: Yeah, I was probably of the same opinion as you were there, Nicky. expected a stiffer challenge, there's no doubt, I watched their two county finals look, I got the programme, there was no doubt they were down a couple of lads today Sure, James Keyes was the one who kind of fired them to the championship and he wasn't available for them today, it would be the equivalent of Tullerher being without Wally Walsh, you know, truth be told we also were looking at the video of their goalie the last couple of games, he was very impressive he wasn't playing today, so yeah look, there's no doubt they were weakened and look, we still had to treat that game like we had to give this competition the respect it deserves so we approached this the same as we Approach every match this year we done the video analysis we trained hard shoes tonight so the onus is on our lads now to keep focus because we've had two fairly handy wins and i just hope they don't switch off i don't think there's any danger of that but you had to approach it
2: right but really from an early stage this game was 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 well won but i like the attitude of your players they kept popping up if there was anything you probably have to work on after the game is probably the the accuracy probably would have been should have been a bit better maybe closer to goal and you get away with that today
7: yeah, the irony of scoring 525, and when we show them the highlights it'll be all the opportunities that were missed and some really, really easy mistakes like 40 yards out in front of the goal and ball tail and left or right so look, there's, you're leaving here happy but look, loads to work on, loads to work on the lads' worst enemy is themselves, you know yeah, Now they could have probably got a few more goals if they wanted to but look,
2: it's always ready to pop it over the bar you build confidence in yourself as a player by getting a couple of scores and, and they did the right thing there
7: yeah, yeah, yeah I looked at look, they did I suppose, look, they took the sensible option at times And look, they, link, they linked up well uh, But as, as I said, look, we can't really emphasise enough That the opposition were quite weak
2: Now it does look like Cranford were winning very comfortably at half-time So it looks as if he'll be making the trip to Wexford A spot you know very well, Michael uh, Cranford, do you know anything about him?
7: Yeah, well now I'm Glenbarringtown I'm, is my club it's just outside Wexford Town whereas Cranford would be just outside Gorey so it's kind of like the opposite end of the county so while I would have seen them play a good bit I wouldn't be as familiar with them as you might think so look there's homework to be done there I know like a lot of people fancied Cushionstown to come out of Wexford this year and Cranford did a serious job on them and Cranford are flying at the moment they won the Junior B as well in Wexford so their two adult hurling teams won the two county finals so they're in a really good place and it doesn't surprise me that they're after coming through that one handy so it'll be definitely a much bigger test in two weeks time Yeah because any winners
2: coming through that area of Wexford they're going to provide much simpler opposition than you had from Wicklow and Leeson and that's not being disrespectful to those counties
7: Yeah but sure Wexford have a similar um, groupings to Kilkenny in that you've 12 senior you've 12 intermediate and then you've 12 in Wexford we call it intermediate A you call it junior so we effectively have the 25th-ranked team in Wexford playing the 25th-ranked team in Kilkenny. And, like, when Wexford come up against Kilkenny on a given day, like, it's a coin toss a lot of the time, especially, you know, since that... um, great Kilkenny team at the have started to wane like you know the gap is narrowed and even at club level you know I would think I, I would fancy Cran Ford now to give us a very good rattle in two
0: weeks Chadwick's Kilkenny supporting Community radio Kilkenny City Sport on 88.7 FM
1: half past six and we're turning our attention to under 21 hurling and uh, well uh, Kieran Muldowney was uh, watching plenty of under 21 hurling and he saw two games over the weekend Kieran. Hi,
8: Pat. how are things? Um, I got two games today, uh, two games up the north. Uh, I went to Liz Downey first for their meeting with St. Martins in the B Championship and uh, that turned into a very convincing win for St. Martins. They won 5-13 to 1-11. Um, they laid the basis for this now with a, with a, a very, very fast start. They led 2-3 to a point after 12 minutes. Uh, Jamie Morrissey uh, got the first score, and then Jack Farrell pointed the free. Then they got their first goal. Joe Reed with the score, well set up by Sean Hunt, and Hunt was brilliant all through the game. He scored one five. He won several frees, and was every ball went into him. He nearly won it. He set that one up. Killian Dunn got on his only score this period with a good point from the middle of the field. But then Jack Martin's got their second goal. Again Hunt was involved, Jamie Morrissey involved as well and the ball was finished to the net by their centre-back Tristan Roach who had made his way up the field. St Martin's playing a similar style to what their intermediate team had played using the ball and moving it up along the field, keeping possession and it was Roach who buried it from close range. So 2-3 to a point after 11 minutes. Uh, it's only settled a little bit then Aidan Tallis pointed a couple of frees he got a couple of points from play but all through that uh, St Martin were able to tack on a a point or two here and there Jack Farrell with frees Uh, James O'Neill got a point from play it's only got a goal then in the 22nd minute. Luke Moore, uh, the diminutive Moore, well, he finished from close range after a good work by Andrew McAvoy, who saw it in from midfield and hit a stick past the Moore from about 40 yards out. He caught it under 14. He dropped it initially, but got the ball back in his hand and buried it then. 2-6 to 1-4 after 22 minutes. In fairness to St Martin's, they responded well. Sean Hunt with his third and fourth points in play. Jack Farrell with a free hunt with another one. He had five points by half-time. And at half-time, St Martins led 2-9 two, to 1-6. Uh, and it, St Martins kept the good work going then in the second half Jack Ferrell with another free James O'Neill with his second and in the 39th minute then Sean Hunt got a goal and this effectively ended the game as a contest 3-11 to 1-7 he finished from close range after a long ball in he won it well and turned and shot off his right hand side buried it low into the corner Um Jack Farrell pointed another free. All the while Aidan Tallis was getting scores for Liz Downey from play and from frees. He got plenty of scores, but you just had the sense that there weren't enough. Evan McAvoy got a score as well. Uh, Joe Reid at centre-forward, who was very effective, got a score for St. Martins. And then uh, goalkeeper and Kelly for St. Martins. He took a free uh, 100 yards out, and it went the whole way to the net. It deceived everybody. Straight into the net, four thirteen to one ten, and then just right on the call of full time, well into injury time, substitute Aaron Farrell he doubled on the ball that came across the square and finished to the net. So convincing win for Saint Martins. They played well. I think Lisnoney would have been a lot of people's favourites going into that game, but uh, Saint Martins well worth their win. Five thirteen to one eleven there, Pat.
1: Okay, on to Ryan D then, and Tolerone made home advantage pay.
8: Uh, they did yeah Tolerone winning 117 to 111 again a good competitive game uh, level at half time at seven apiece Clara started well R- Rory Glynn uh, with two good points from playing the first three minutes but then Tolerone got a goal and a point from Charlie Clear he pointed a free and then finished to the net good work in, in the forwards by Josh Tallis and he passed it out to Charlie Clear and he buried it from a very tight angle right into the roof of the net and after five minutes, Tolerone had won one to three points. In fairness to Clara, they responded really well. Connor Hine at midfield was taking the freeze. He pointed to and Sean Kerrigan, the full forward. He got a point, and Rory Glynn got his third from play. So it was a great recovery from conceding the goal. They got it back to six points to one, well, six points to one-one after 13 minutes. Now, all the while Charlie Clear was uh, and freeze for Tolerone, uh, but then in the 16th minute, Clara got a goal. It was from a penalty. Um, one of the Tolerone backs was, was blown for pulling back one of the Clara forwards. Centre-back Conor Cody went up for Clara and he struck a brilliant shot now uh, Niall Holland in the goal for Toleroy and he got his hurl to it and the ball went on to the post but just trickled over the line so 1-6 to 1-2 in favour of Clara after 16 minutes uh, Charlie Clear uh, Keelan Brennan and Charlie Clear again and then Josh Tallis uh, they all got points Now Tallis's was a goal chance and was brilliantly blocked by the Clara fullback and it went over the bar so we were level after 24 minutes 1-6 apiece and then the teams just before half time they traded points at 3 so 1-7 each at half time now Tolerone came out much better in the second half. They were aided by a bit of a breeze as well, but they started to hurl much better. Uh, Paul Mulligan, um, the chap of the cashes at wing forward, James Cash, he got a point uh, right on the start of the second half. So 1-9 to 1-7 in favour of Tolerone. Harry Boyle did get an excellent score from the corner forward position for Clara to bring it back to the minimum, but this was as close as they got. Uh, Garrow Dunn then took over taking the freeze. He pointed a couple... Uh, Paul Mulligan got his second one and goalkeeper Niall Holland came out and pointed a long range free 48 minutes in it was 113 to 110 to Tullerone and it just continued that way then Garrow Dunn, Aaron Russell and substitute Billy Kew Plus Garrow done with another one from play. They they all got scores before the game was over. So kind of the longer it went on, the more Tolerone got in control. But it was a very good battle for a long time. Very good game of hurling. The standard of hurling was quite high. Conditions was obviously difficult, but the pitch in Tolerone was um, the lads up there had done a great job in, in uh, presenting it and getting it ready for the match. And conditions were as good as could be given the weather. But uh, Tullaroan, in fairness to them, they deserved the win and they won by six points: 117 to Clara's 111
1: alright thanks Kieran, and uh, we'll talk to you during the week yep thanks guys that's Kieran Muldowney there and he was at uh, under 21 matches we're on to under 21 again and uh, Galmai Wine Gap against Aird's Own and uh, that's uh, well Galmai Winegap got off to a
0: poor start but they recovered Chadwick's sponsoring the Sunday evening talk sport on CRKC 88.7 FM Chip quarterfinal Galmai Winegap 216
9: Aaron Zone 2-12 At Ballycombe in Castlecomer yesterday at uh, 12 o'clock Aaron Zone got off to a great start in this under-21B championship quarter-final with points for Shane Coogan and an early Michael Brennan free They had a third-minute goal from James Coogan after some hesitancy in the Galway wide-gap defence to lead 1-2 with a, a, a blink of an eye Billy Brennan pulled back a free for a foul on Adam O'Shea before Aaron Zone had a- another ball in the net a long delivery by impressive fullback Owen Moore was finished to the by Michael Brennan to leave a 2-2 to a pint after just four minutes of play. Galmao eventually settled with two frees by Billy Drennan and a goal from Adam O'Shea in the eighth minute as he ran in and was supplied with the ball by the hard-working Killian Enright to pull it back to 2-2 to 1-3. Shane Coogan, who had played very well at centre-forward for Aaron Own, hit over a good pint for play in the 12th minute before we had four scores unanswered from gallimay Winegap. A foul on Niall Drennan resulted in free to Billy Drennan. Billy Power put over a good pint for play after a killing Enright pass, and it was also Enright who supplied Adam O'Shea for a 19th minute pint, to which Billy Drennan added another point after a good low delivery by Coleman Maloney out of the gallimay Winegap defence. That left a two three to one seven, but Catlokomer came back with points by Michael Brennan and a free two frees by the same player before the interval. Galmay Weingap had one more point from play, a good point by Niall Drennan after another Coleman Maloney pass to leave it at half time. Aaron Zone led two six to one eight for Galmay Weingap. Aaron Zone started off where they finished with a good pipe by Shane Coogan, who was very, very good all through. Billy Drennan then hit three pints in succession, one from a free and two from play, to pull Galmai Weingap back into play and push them ahead. After great work by Billy Drennan and Callum Lonergan, Niall Drennan finished another pint over the bar to leave it 112 to Galmai Weingap, 2-7 Aaron's Zone after 40 minutes of play. Michael Brennan-Free halted the flow and brought Aaron zone back on the, on the scoring but Jack Doyle, who was now moving out from full forward out to centre forward and further afield picked up a Callum Lonergan pass and split the posts. Billy Drennan did likewise to make it one fourteen to 2-8 before James Kenny was introduced for Cahill Dunney for Aaron Zone. James Kenny a towering individual immediately got on the scoreboard with a good point and was very unlucky later on in the game not to have a goal only for a uh, goal mouth saved by Zach Kennedy Kenny was Kenny was very impressive when introduced for Aaron Zone. Galmai Weingap had introduced David Sherman at half time, but he only lasted five minutes, picking up a knee injury and having to leave the play and be replaced by Jack O'Shea in the 35th minute. After Kenny's pint, it was now 2-9 to 1-14, but Jack Doyle put over another pint after a pint passed by Billy Power, and then the all-important goal came for Galmai Weingap, when after some ball around the square, Adam O'Shea just pulled the ball to the corner of the net to leave galmai gap ahead, 2.15 to 2.9, six points in front. In fairness, Airzone never gave up, and they were rewarded with three points from Freeze in the closing 10 minutes by Shane Coogan. All well-struck points and uh, brought Airzone back into play, but a 65 by Billy Dredda made a four-point differential and left galmai gap in front, 2.16 to 2.12 at the final whistle. Along with the scorers, Y Weigap were well-served in defence by Colin Maloney and James Purcell. At midfield, Killy Enright was very, very good, while Billy Power worked well. For Aaron's own, Owen Moore and Joe Ryan were very good in defence. Up front, Shane Coogan and Michael Brennan did most of their scoring, but on the other side, Adam O'Shea hit 2-1 and Billy Drennan hit 10 points, and that proved the difference. Y Weigap now advanced to meet St. Martins, who had a win over Liz Downey today in the semi-final next weekend. Final score here, Galway Y Gap 216, Arizona
0: 212. Chadwick's sponsoring Sunday Evening Talk Sport on CRKC 88.7 FM. Okay, and so that uh, was a
1: good report there from um, Jerry Drennan. We're on to Ryan A, under-21 hurling, and uh, Liam Kelly O'Rourke has all his sustenance and everything uh, <laughs> got at this stage. Biscuits, uh, chocolate biscuits, uh, I can tell you. You're going to help a me a on air, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you are watching The Bridge and Magan and uh, Bellisbridge uh, looked to have control of the game uh, a lot of the time, but uh, Magan put in a very good second half. Yeah, they did, and,
10: and, and Bridge were in a commanding position at half-time, albeit, as we touched on a number of times during the commentary, they hit an awful lot of wides. I think they hit at least half a dozen in the opening 30 minutes, and like they had most of the ball. They were working it really well out from the, the full-back position. Um, I thought, say, the likes of James Hughes and Ivan Kelly in, in particular at cornerback and wing-back were very, very good in setting up plays. But just um, the, the game then kind of took a turn in the second half, but like if you take the opening 10 minutes, it was very tight. It was three points apiece. Very little between the sides. I suppose the real key difference was Bridge were a little bit were finding their scores from play a little bit easier than Dunamagin. Uh, the Dunamagin men were very reliant on Rory uh, Holden from freeze, and probably that's the understatement of the century because of uh, Dunamagin's five points in the first half, all of them came from Holden. So the lack of uh, ball, decent ball, going into the forward line from a Dunamagin point of view was a was a was a problem. Uh, the opening goal of the game came after twenty minutes. Um, it made it one four to four at that stage. Connor Nolan breaking past the Dunamagin defence. He ran in from uh, the right hand side of the wing, if you like, on the bank side, and he fired it past uh, the Dunhamagan keeper. And it was probably um, just reward and a fair indication of how the game was going at that stage. At half time, it was won six to five points in favour of Bennis Bridge. The second half uh, started well and Dunhamaghan really came out to make a statement. They scored four of the opening five points to make it one seven to nine points after 40 minutes. And it was almost like a, a different set of players came out in Dunhamaghan jerseys in the second half because there was a different, uh, there was a more of a motivation in their play. They were playing more direct, like the ball. They weren't necessarily hitting it long up into, up into the full forward line, but the ball was going from full back to half back line to half forward line very, very quickly. So Dunhamagan were playing with a bit of intent. And Benesbridge did respond to their credit they hit three points after that purple patch for Dunhamaghan um, but uh, that was really as good as it got because heading into the final 15 minutes Benesbridge could only muster up two points uh, Dunhamaghan really did come to life and uh, credit to the likes of Joe Fitzpatrick and Andy Hickey, who had a stormer of a game at centre-back, he was fielding some amount of ball in the second half. And not only that, he chipped in with five points as well. So Fitzpatrick and Hickey, very, very crucial to the Dunhamagan uh, performance in the second half. So, bridge will be very, very disappointed. I think if they reflect on how they went out and the manner in which they went out to Thomastown last year, um, in somewhat different circumstances, the game was coming towards a finish and Bridge let it slip to Thomastown. Uh, on this occasion, it was in their hands going in at half-time, but Dunhamagan pounced in the second half and uh, just Bridge's total of I think it was 4 points in 30 minutes of hurling is just not good enough but it finished Dunamag in 17 points Benesbridge won 12
1: OK thanks Liam and uh, we'll take a break and we have another under 21 match to come it's Glenn Moore against Greg Namena and uh, we'll be having that after
0: the break Chadwick's Kilkenny on Community Radio Kilkenny City 88.7 FM for Top Class Sport Chadwick's Kilkenny, supporting Community Radio Kilkenny City Sport on 88.7 FM.
1: All right, same with under 21 hurling, and uh, Glenn Moore took on Greg Namana, and a uh, good start half the battle. They led 2 4 to a point early on, and uh, here's Seamus Kennedy. We had a chat about that.
11: The full uh, time score was 3 10 to Glenmore, Moore to 2 9 to Greg, but for determination, I suppose Greg Namana could have won this game several times over.
1: Right, um, a good start for uh, uh, for Glenmore. That was nearly half the battle, was it?
11: Yeah. Look at uh, Glenmore have obviously three uh, players on the county panel, and I suppose in any game that's a big, a lot of determination at this. But also on the other side, Sean Hamilton was outstanding with a tally of seven points for Greg Namana. Uh, Ivan Bulger centre back and Sean O'Neill very strong. So I suppose look at uh, Glenmore would have been favourites going into this but they were beaten several times they were in the game. Uh, they could have, Greg Nemanah could have snatched it from them. They were only ever a puck of the ball uh, from winning.
1: Okay. And uh, who got the goals for Glenmore?
11: Um, Jack Cody, or not. Um, uh, Harry Cody got one too, he did. He was very good, corner forward. And Kyle Burnley um, picked up another goal. Um, Ian Byrne had a tally of five points. he had. And... um look at they were just very good they were Glenmore and the forwards in the end but not taken from Greg Namana. they put up a hell of a fight
1: yeah and of course uh, Glenmore at home advantage in this game
11: they had home advantage and there was a big crowd there today there was a big following they were yeah so, uh,
1: and looking back on it now the Glenmore by my reckoning have beaten um, uh, Greg Namana at minor under 19 and under 21 this year
11: yeah, look at Glenmore, a strong club they are and um, they seem to have talent there on a regular basis, coming at all ages. So look at it, it does uh, jump from club to club but um, as we go along, but Glenmore would be strong underage.
1: Yeah, now and you're playing them next, it's Tuller-Ross-Burken against Glenmore and that's probably next weekend. That, that's, uh, it looks like a tasty game.
11: Yeah, that's going to be a real derby altogether. I mean, that'll draw a crowd, it will, because there'll be a lot of rivalry between both clubs, it would. Um, so, look at that's a game. If anybody would like to go to a good game of Hurling, that's the game to be at.
1: So, are you planning the tactics? though? yeah, you'll, you'll probably have a key role in the, in, 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 in the plan to beat Lenmore.
11: Oh no, I'll be, I'll be on the sideline shouting. That's all I'll be doing. <laughs> but uh, look, it'll be man for man it will. There'll be no hiding places. Tullher have a few very talented players. Glenmore have obviously three on the county panel. Tolher, um will just have to stand up and be counted.
1: And the final score then today?
11: 3-10 to Glenmore to 2-9 to Greg Namana.
0: Chadwick's Kilkenny on Community Radio Kilkenny City, 88.7 FM for top class sport. Okay, we're going to talk
1: about uh, colleges hurling. Uh, Jerry Drennan, uh, what way is it shaping up this year? What have we to look out for?
9: Well, Pat, I suppose the real hurling is beginning to start this week. Um, in Senior A in Leinster, you have three groups of three, um, that's of nine individual schools, and then you have four groups. Uh, schools in another group which will come into uh, the reckoning in December so I suppose this week the, the fixtures that are down for this week will be Cairns College will be at home to Good Council uh, and Naive Carmock in Offaly will be at home to Colossia to Wirra Johnstown that's on Tuesday and St. Finton Sutton will be at home to uh, St. Peter's Wexford that leaves the uh, CBS Kenny Colossia Jones and St. Mary's and Escorty without a game this week but they'll be coming into the picture next week So they all play each other. That's two games for each school. And then at the end of November, those three rounds take place in November. And at the end of November, you have a preliminary round, um, which I suppose means that there'll be uh, at least three schools, individual schools, eliminated from the competition before Christmas. Uh, Not what everybody would like, but uh, with extra teams in Leicester A this year, um, there were only six last year. I suppose it makes it tricky on the fixtures people. They did have the quarterfinals before Christmas last year, so they have moved the quarterfinals to the ninth of January this year, but there will still be three schools to be eliminated after the preliminary round, which will take place on the twelfth of December, and that preliminary round will see the runners up in groups two and three play play along with the third team in group one and the group. Team, the group winner, which was Offley Schools last year. So, in the group, you have Offley Schools, you have Leash Schools, and you have two Dublin, Dublin North and Dublin South. They'll be playing off now in November as well. And one team out of that will go into the preliminary round, and that will be played on the 12th of December.
1: All right, Jerry. So, um, we look forward to all that. Thanks, Jerry, And uh, we'll, uh, we'll check in with you regularly on uh, the, how the, the, the college's hurling and camogie is developing.
9: No, Pat. No problem.
1: Thanks. That's Jerry Drennan there. Now we're on to local soccer with Jim and Jim, it was rain and goals this weekend. Was it a weekend off for defences or something?
12: It's looking that way anyway, Pat. It was some mental score, some of the most mental score lines I ever saw in local football. It started off last night in the Kansas Credit Union Premier Division, and Freebooters won a three away to Highview. Now it looks, it looks like a you know a very comfortable win for Freebooters, but it was anything but. They went 3-0 up Bayview came back to 3-1, and then or, or, came back to 3-1, Booters went 4-1, and Bayview got, got it back to 4-3, and missed Fisher apparently to make it 4-0, and Booters pulled away near the end, so... 8-3, mad scoreline. But it wasn't the madest scoreline of the weekend, but we'll get to that in a minute. The other game, then, the St. Kansas Credit Union Premier Division played today. Callan had a good win, 3-2 away at home to Thomastown. That's Callan's second win out of their three games. So going really well. Good young team Callan has. So a uh, great win for them. Two games played in the Division 1 league. Castle lost two one at home to Lions. That's the first defeat of the season for Castle 1 They had they were two from two before today, so uh poor result for them and Freshford Town drew two all against Evergreen Seed. please Evergreen B sitting very pretty in that league. In the division two league, and this is the league I think pass, I think I counted something like thirty goals on average between the three games. New Park won nine four away to Lines B. This morning, but it's actually played on the watershed on the AstroTurf pitch. So, lines obviously conceded home advantage to New Park, who in turn played the game on the AstroTurf in the watershed. So, 9-4, and uh, that wasn't even the most voters beat it, them. That's by United. The result on the website is 8-3. I think that might even be incorrect I think it might have been 10-2 to Booter's B and Bo- and Thomastown B won 5-0 against Dean Celtic so a mental uh, amount of goals in that league but all in all it leaves Booter's B sitting pretty six wins from six games and uh, they're three points behind Stonyford with three games in hand so Booter's B who would have been the favourites to win that league looking strong there in the um, in, sorry Pat I'm after losing the the website disappearing on me here in Division in the oh. our under age girls then our under twelve girls once uh, interleague 3-1 away to Carlo. Our under sixteen girls were beaten three two at home to Watford and our under thirteen girls were beaten five nil by Wexford, so, and and in the Pat Mar Shield goals in that as well, Dean Celtic won 2-0 went to St John's, that puts Dean Celtic into the semi-final of the Pat Mar Shield and Evergreen went to Clover plenty of goals in that. Downey this morning as well 7-2, now that game was 2 all at one stage, so it looks a lot obviously Evergreen pulled away near the end so Evergreen went to the quarter-final there, and as I said, Dean Celtic went into the semi-final after beating St John's and there was four games played in the St. Canister's Credit Union Ladies League New Park won 2-1 against Evergreen's A team East End they were beaten 1-0 in Carlow away by celtic Mid-Celtic of course are the league champions from last season Vale Wanderers, the other team from Carlo that played in the City League they won 4-0 at home to Lions. and Thomastown, they won 6-1 at home to Clover so plenty of action today fair play to clubs there was a lot of uh, switching the fixtures to different places in order to get games played because of the weather so there was a lot of games more games played today Pat than I thought there would be for the weather
1: all right, thanks, Jim. That's Jim okay. Cashin there with uh, local uh, Kilkenny District League soccer in the FAI Cup final. St Pat's B three, St Pat's three, Bohemians one. On to racing, Bear Scott has results from Lace. How are you, Bear?
13: Not too bad, Pat, not too bad. Actually, Pat, it's just the winners I have. But uh, anyway, look, we we'll go ahead. The first race was at twenty to twelve today. They were up there. And they went to number eleven, chosen diamond, seven to one. Twelve fifteen was won by number eighteen, stage three, one hundred to thirty. Twelve fifty was won by number three, smooth tom ten to one. One twenty-five, number ten, man's way, three to one. The two o'clock this went to number nine, Espinito Bello, twenty-to-one. The two thirty-five, the only winning favorite of the afternoon, went to number four. Dino Blue six to five on favour. three ten went to number five Grange Clare West seven to four, and the final race the three party was won by number seven Floor of Fusel, a hundred to thirty.
1: All right, Baron, how did our tips do yesterday?
13: I am afraid we didn't have any luck, but that wouldn't be anything unusual. <laughs> uh, and uh, there was the big race above in Down yesterday, the Ladbroke World Cup turned out. It was only a four runner event, but it turned out to be a terrific race and uh, the favorite, the six to four and uh, favorite Jerry Cologne prevailed, just beaten in by Allen last year's winner on the line. It was a, a cracking race. It looked like Rachel Blackmore was going to win it, but Jerry Cologne who had faded, he was up disputing the lead and faded back a
1: bit with Tooth but he got his second wind and came on the run in to get up and just hit, won it by a night. great stuff
13: alright Baird thanks for that bad rest, bad.
1: that's Baird Scott there and just the results in the Leinster Club Championship Nays 217 Camros 117 uh, 22 uh, 222 Naveena 14 points Nafina 124 Raharney 19 points no Loughlin Gales 216 Mount Leinster Rangers 13 points and uh, result in rugby uh, Kilkenny were lost out uh, 24-22 to Carlo, and that was uh, they conceded a late penalty, Carlo successfully kicked and that was the winning of the game, tough way to lose. Okay we're heading off bye and God bless, take care and uh, Tommy is up next with Country and Irish